Topin Radio, and this is episode two, titled Wisdom. Wisdom is dealing with wise words, ways, and actions. Being able to show people that you have knowledge. Being able to show people that you have ideas that are authentic, meaning they're your own. You're not following, you're not going with the flow. Because what I see right now in 2020, a lot of people are manifesting new originality. They're not doing their own thing. Or they're doing something that they believe is their own thing, but once they come in contact with the reality of the situation, it's not their idea. It is an idea, it is an identity, it is a persona that was fed to them by mainstream America. Like, I think back to the 80s, Run DMC, and he said, not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. Let's pause right there for a second. Let's talk about that. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. And I want to emphasize this right here. For a long time, people have been taking words and twisting the meaning and twisting the reality of that definition of that word to suit themselves for whatever purposes they trying to do. When they do that, the people who don't have proper knowledge and are very impressionable take that persona or take that definition and live it out like it is reality. And once so many people do it in this day and time, it becomes reality. You know what I mean? Like, we still gonna go back to that Run DMC, because that's where we started at. That was the origin of this start. Um, not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. Like. I see a woman right now, I don't, I don't say to her when I'm describing her to my homeboy, hey man, she was the most beautiful, she was the most gorgeous, she was the most elegant, she was the, the, the classiest, um, you know what I mean, woman that I saw. I said, man, she was bad as shit. Or, you know what I mean, bad as shit. Bad as shit is supposed to define how she looked to that gentleman. Once I say that, she's bad, everybody already know she's gorgeous, she's top notch, she's the highest of the high. But the reality of that situation is, bad means she does not do the right thing. Bad means it is not good. You see what I'm saying? Like, 
How can I be programmed to believe that something that's bad for me is good? Like, a whole lot of people have been programmed over the years to believe the opposite of what shit is. Like, I looked in the dictionary one time, I was looking up white, and I look up black in the dictionary. In the dictionary, the definition of white, you see something that says pure, good. The definition of black, it says dirty, evil, wicked. That's identities that people compare to themselves. Or realities that people interpret and place on people. Like a white person see that and they think black, dirty, wicked, evil. A black person see white and they gonna think pure, clean, holy. Like, come on, no. That shit's not right. That shit is fucking indoctrination. That shit is brainwashing. That shit is tricking you. And it's tricking you into believing that everything that you see is real instead of everything that you think and create in your mind and know to be real is not. Like, you go and you sit in the corner and you think of some shit and you create it and you bring it into reality, but that shit is not real. When you bring it into reality, it's real when everybody in reality accept it as reality. reality when everybody say it's your identity. <laughs> That's what they say. But wisdom is manifesting your knowledge. Your knowledge is whatever thoughts you have. Whatever you can create in your mind, you can create in the physical. So your reality is if you change your thinking, you can change your action. Not change your action, change your thinking. No. Change the thinking, then the action should follow. Because the action comes after the thought. The action doesn't come first. <coughs> Only way the action comes first, you're dealing with pure emotion. Then you're not dealing with logic. But that's another situation. Another, another episode. We'll build on that too. Born universal truth back to the reality of this situation. We're dealing with wisdom. Um, and today, reality, wisdom is still the same thing. Wise words, ways, and actions. Showing people that you have knowledge. Showing people that you know something. So, when I go out in the world, and I hear people conversate, and I hear certain terms and terminologies they use based on where we at, what we're dealing with at that time. 
I can understand. I can relate where people are coming from. Yet, and still, I don't accept that as my reality until it's proven by Supreme Mathematics. Alphabet's 120. I gotta take it through the steps. I'm going through the proper steps. It don't show and prove itself. It don't show and prove itself. It's not reality. Now, like I was saying, some people out here in reality that live in fantasy as it is reality. And um, the fantasy of it is so real to them that they don't know where the fantasy begins and the reality ends or where the reality begins and the fantasy ends. So that goes on generationally. It's passed on child, pardon me, father to mother, mother to child child to grandchild, and so on, generations. So now, like I said, the thing is to be a savage now. And my education teaches me that a savage is a person who has lost all knowledge of himself and is living a beast way of life. So if you tell me that you're a savage, I'm thinking you're an ignorant motherfucker who will do anything. And I got to watch you. Because if you do anything to me, I got to defend myself, man. I got to protect myself. And if that ends up with me fucking you up, then that's just how it had to be. Because you're savage. And I got to straighten it. Because I'm not a savage. I have knowledge on every day. So now, boom, back to this. I grew up in my people didn't show me how to properly educate myself. What I mean by that, I mean my parents, they weren't educated. So due to the fact that they weren't educated, I wasn't as educated as I should be. The people around me growing up weren't educated. It's like in my life I'm thinking, no one, no one ever helped me do homework. No one ever helped me do classwork. No one ever asked me about classwork or homework or studying or any of that. So any of those type of habits that I had, I got them because I was influenced by someone that I felt that had those or I created those habits on my own. Um, thinking back, growing up, the only person that I really, really used to look up to, it was two people for real. It was my uncle, Jerry, because he got out of New York and he lived in Australia. And I always wanted that. I just wanted to be able to live anywhere. You know what I mean? And my Aunt Rachel, my Aunt Rachel, she went to college. Like, 
she did something with herself. And ever since a little kid just growing up, just watching, remembering her and where she came from, I'm talking about she used to be in, in my grandmother's house back in the days making the, the yak. And she used to watch me and my sister. Went from us watching, I mean, her watching us to, she became a cheerleader and she graduated college and she got married and she, she worked for the military and she became a mom and all kinds of things like I'm talking about. And I'm talking about over the years and years, watch her growth. What I mean by growth is the stages in which she come from, from a young woman to a woman to being an older woman. And all those stages, I watch her grow and be prosperous and productive. But I can't say that for everyone else. Like, because I don't sit around a whole bunch of people and watch them decline, too. Watch them fall back. Watch them end up in worse situations than they was. And that all came from knowledge. What you know. What you know is what you're going to do. What you don't know is how limited you're going to be and you're not going to be able to do. You know? So, like I said, the example I'm using is my Aunt Rachel. She took the opportunities that was made available to her and she made the best of her situation. But then you got my father. 60 years old. He never took advantage of any opportunity he had. He's still fucked up. You know what I mean? Out here in the world, not showing and proving to be a man, taking care of his responsibilities. So in essence, in my eyes, he's more of a savage than my aunt would be. You see what I'm saying? My aunt shows her knowledge every fucking day. My father, he does not show his knowledge. That's what a savage does. A savage does not show his knowledge. So if you go out here and you represent yourself in this world and you're telling people that you have knowledge, but you're not showing them, you're not. You are a savage. The people that go out here and they don't show you they have knowledge, you already know they're savage. So they don't even have to tell you that they're savage. Like, you see through their ways and their action how they carry that they savage. Like, all these people are hearing the song talking about, I'm savage, I'm savage. Yo, I see how y'all act. I already know y'all savage. You ain't got to tell me. You need to tell the people like you that don't know that you are savage. Because I already know you're savage. You know what I mean? It's only two type of people. What did it say? Positive and negative. Good and bad. Good and evil. However you want to say it. So either you are civilized or you are uncivilized. See, boy. No in the middle. Because the middle don't exist. Meaning, the people that's in the middle, in between civilized and uncivilized, you don't know them. Like who, who the fuck said, oh, he's in between uncivilized? No, they say either he's a civilized, righteous, respectable person 
Or he's a negative, evil, fucked up person. Either one or the other. That's the reality of it. And people say what they say about you based on what you show them. Through your actions. Through your expression. Through your writing. Through your gestures. Through any interaction that you have with them. So, and the reality of it is, if you are not these words that you say you are, you should not use them to define you. What you should use to define you is what you are and tell the people. I'm original. I'm civilized. I'm true. I'm justice, I'm divine, I'm pure, I'm holy. If that's what you are, you let them people know that. And you live that. You know what I mean? Because I don't even really have to let people know. I study with the nation of God's earth. I do. Just to see how familiar they are with the nation of God's earth. But I tell people every day through my ways and actions... Because I don't carry it the same way everybody else carry it. I don't dress the same way. I don't look the same way. I do me. Because I'm the origin of this thought right here. My mother and my father, they birthed me in the physical. I went out into the world, acquired the knowledge that I acquired. And I shaped and molded myself into this person that I am. You know what I mean? The world helped me also. Because... Until I knew what an identity was, the world shaped and molded my identity. Like, I got guys that I hung with that showed me things that I didn't know. Um, like, the first time, I remember back the first time I had sex. I think I was maybe like about 12 years old. I had sex with this girl. She was like 16 years old. And she had had a baby, too. And... My cousin Pat, he was living with us at that time. We was in Norfolk, Virginia. So I was 12. My cousin Pat's 10 years older than me. He's like 22. And my Aunt Rachel, she 10 years older than me. So she like 22 too. Both of them the same age. And um, my cousin Pat, he lived with us. I go have sex with this girl. I'm talking about the craziest experience. This girl said to me, hey, I'm going to give you some. I said, give me some what? And she like, come back over here, and I'll show you. So I come back over there. Real shit, I'm talking about sit down on the bed. And she put my pants down. She had biking shorts on, because back in the 80s, that's what the popular girls used to wear, the biking shorts. And she put her biking shorts on, and she sat on my, and she rolled my dick until I nutted. And I tell my cousin, because I didn't know what nut or coming or orgasm was. I went and told my cousin. Yo, man, I just peed in this girl, y'all. And he said, what the fuck? I said, man, I peed in her. And he fucking laughed at me. Like, I was was so embarrassed. I didn't want to talk to anybody about anything else. I didn't even have anybody to talk to in the first place. Like I said, my father in prison. My mother's on drugs. My sister younger than me. I don't have any brothers. But I do have my older cousin, Pat. Closest thing I have to a brother. And he's raising me because he's like an older sibling around me. You know what I mean? 
I got other cousins, like um, my cousin Terry, my cousin Gary, my cousin Cedric, my cousin, all of them, you know, I wasn't around them, but they were all around me and they influenced me in certain ways. I learned things from them. I picked up certain things from them as far as how men were supposed to carry it with people in the world. But like I said, my main two influences as far as showing me how to be a man, pardon me, I had three influences. I got my grandfather, I got my cousin, Pat, you know what I mean? Because I dealt with them directly. I got my Uncle Bill. I dealt with him. I got uh, my cousin, Will. but He's younger than me, but I deal with him regular. I got his father, Mac. I deal with him regular. So these are the men that are in my life that are showing me how to be a man. This was my upbringing in New York. Then when I get to Virginia, the only man I had was still my cousin Pat and my Uncle Bill. Now, my cousin Pat, like I said, he was 10 years um, older than me. And my cousin Pat is wild. Like, he don't give a fuck. My Uncle Bill, he was in the Army, and somebody put some shit in his drink, so he's fucking, he's fucked up mentally. Like, he be having flashbacks, but in reality, in my eyes, he's still my fucking uncle, so I still love him. I still care like, he's regular. Like, you know what I mean? I talk to him like he's regular. But, yeah, he'll, he'll bug out on you. You know what I mean? And um, I'm talking about back in the days, like, shit was crazy. He used to be outside sleeping out on the streets and shit. And I used to go out and see him in New York. And I I go sit right on the motherfucking street with him. Like, hey, unk, what's up? How you doing? Give him hugs and all kinds of shit. And he's like, man, what you doing? Get off. Nigga, you my motherfucking uncle. Nigga, you my mother brother. Fuck you mean? Come on. Give me a hug. Let's talk. But um, back to the moral of the story. Look, boom. My cousin Pat. I talked to him. He laughed at me. That was the experience. Scarred me a little bit. Because I don't know what to share with another man as far as conversation, education, feelings. Because that was one of my feelings, one of my, my uh, a secret moments I'm sharing with my cousin. Don't nobody else know. And this nigga laugh at me. I make me feel like I'm a fucking clown. And then he showed me a porno. Now he showed me a porno. Now I want to have sex. Oh, I want to do all these shit. I done seen these, these um, people doing the porno to these girls out here in the street. And that right there is a... Uh, misguided because you're not giving up the proper reality of what a relationship and sex is supposed to be to a young and impressionable man growing up in the world without any direction and that right there is going on on a broader scale through the music through fashion through TV through videos, through actions, through the words that are being spoken by the world, that they are shaping and creating the reality of these children before they even have the opportunity to shape and create a reality for themselves. They got these young kids out here identifying with themselves as being savages and thoughts 
and bitches and homo thugs and thugs and drug dealers and hustlers. Like, this is what the people use. I mean, gang, gang, blood, crib, vice lord, whatever. All these things define you as a person. That's who you are. That's the identity. You want people to associate with you. That's the reality. Hmm. I don't think so. I think that's the people just going with the flow of what's out there, what's available for you instead of creating an identity and creating a persona for yourself based on the knowledge that you have. And like I'm telling you, the persona that I created based on the knowledge that I have is that knowledge is infinite and I am the originator of that knowledge. So if I'm the originator of that knowledge that I can be as infinite as that knowledge, I don't have to be limited by society and what society say about me and who they say I am. Just because I stole cars one time, I sold drugs, I robbed people, I shot people, I've been in jail, I've been in prison, I've been in detention home, my father's in prison, my mother's on crack, my father's on crack, like none of that defines me. I define me. I tell you who I be. And once I tell you who I be, you watch me to see if that's who I be. Because once I show you anything other than who I say I be, then the first thing people say is, oh, he a liar. He full of shit. That ain't, he ain't shit. And they will be right in feeling that way. Because if you say one thing and you do something else, that's called a contradiction. So if you go out here in the world and you're telling people you're a savage, there's no way you can come back and say, I'm not a savage. Oh, that was just a song. No. You was a savage. That's the identity and reality you promoted to people every fucking day for five years. So all they think is you a savage. You can't clean yourself up and say you ain't a savage no more. They they not thinking you're serious. Now when you clean yourself up and show them people you're not a savage, then they know you're serious. You don't have to say shit. Because action speaks louder than words. But words... And action combined is proper wisdom. What you say and what you do has to always be the same for you to properly be displaying wisdom. Showing that you wise in your life, in living, in experience, in being able to interpret things and being able to give back, meaning show people that you know the things that you have learned. That's what wisdom is. When I first got mathematics, the gods used to say wisdom is having a wise dome. That's how they broke it down. They broke down knowledge was knowledge is to know the ledge, meaning know how far you can go. But knowledge is infinite. Even though it is infinite, 
still within that infinity, you have boundaries and guidelines. You still can't go beyond. Because if you go beyond that, you're not dealing with knowledge anymore. You're dealing with something else. They had they had something about that too, but that's a, that's another episode. I ain't gonna give y'all that right now. We're just gonna keep on dealing with wisdom, wise words, ways, and actions spoken by the wise dome, or the wise man, or the wise woman. He or she who is founded and secure within their knowledge, meaning they know who they are. At all times, and at all times, they remain themselves, and they don't allow anything outside of themselves to dictate who they are. You know? Because you know when you're dealing with wisdom, you're dealing with two. So when you're dealing with two, you're dealing with duality. Duality means more than one. Dual. So it's always the opposite. So... When you go out here in the world and you show and prove that you are founded within your knowledge, that you're standing on your square, and you are 360 degrees, you're manifesting freedom, justice, and equality, love, peace, and happiness, and you want everybody to be on that same plane, meaning you're not forcing anybody to be anything. You just presenting the knowledge for them so that it is available to them to accept it in their reality and elevate their status if they choose to. So, now, inside my wisdom shows the people the duality meaning. Everything that everybody comes in contact with, you first. Pardon me, hold on. Pardon me. I got to. I got to take. I got to take a little break. Let me, let me break it down to y'all a little bit. All right. He had this book I read one time by author. It was called "Change Your Brain, Change Your Life." Pardon me. That wasn't the book. Emotional Intelligence was this book. Daniel Goldman, that was his name. Inside Daniel Goldman's book, he was speaking on the two brains. And the two brains that he was speaking on, he was referring to the amygdala and he was referring to the neocortex. And he was saying that the amygdala is responsible for fight or flight and the neocortex is responsible for logic and reason. So, in the reality of situations, is everything that you come in contact with is first introduced to your amygdala, meaning your response to anything you come in contact with is going to first be to fight it or run away, fight or flight. This is what this doctor is saying. He 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 got plenty of books and lectures and he he he's certified and it's reality. I I I experienced this on all levels. Any situation you come in contact with, fight or flight. That's your first thoughts. That's your first instinct. 
That's your first emotion. So that means anything you're introduced to, you connect to it emotionally first. Now, people that deal with emotions more so than people that deal with the neocortex that deal with logic and reason may interpret things a whole lot differently than the people who's dealing with, meaning your amygdala. People who dealing with their amygdala will interpret things differently than people dealing with the neocortex because people who interpret it with their amygdalas interpreting what they feel and people who's interpreting with their neocortex is doing what they know. Logic, reason, everything that has to make sense. You see what I'm saying? So this the difference. In the world, you go outside, you see a guy. I'm talking about a woman. She see a guy. This guy say anything to her. First thing is go up to her. Bing, bing, bing. What does he want from me? Is he trying to take something from me? Is he trying to assault me? Is he trying to... Because you are putting this guy in the... Oh, pardon me. You're putting this interaction with this guy in terms of what have I came in contact with that this is similar to? Because that's what you first did with your amygdala, your feelings. Something feels the same. What they call deja vu or nostalgia. This 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 puts me in a feeling or a mode that I've been in, a place that I've been before. You see what I'm saying? Where if you take a little more time to process this interaction and deal with it logically and reason, deductive reason, like, I don't know this guy. He's just some random guy. He don't know me. I'm just some random woman. He's speaking to me because maybe he wants to know me. Maybe he wants to know who I am. You see what I'm saying? So, in the process of education, you view interactions differently. You view things differently. So you're socialized differently because that's what this gentleman, Daniel Goldman, was dealing with with emotional intelligence. He's dealing with all forms of socialization and socialization is how we grow. We connect with different people on different levels. We network. We make relationships. We become boyfriend and girlfriend. We become husband and wife. We become lovers. We become spouses. And then we also become enemies. And we hate each other. And we kill each other. And we lie to each other. And we want to rob each other. And we want to hurt each other and murder each other. All of that comes from socialization. How we interpret the interaction that we came in contact with. This woman said something to me, she offended me, so I smacked her in the face. This man said something to me, he offended me, so I punched him in the face. This kid said something, he offended me, so I kicked him in the ass. But if you take the time to really view what these persons or people were saying to you, is it real? Are you really doing what these people say you're doing? Don't be in your feelings. 
Because you be reacting your feelings, you're out of control and you have no self-control and you just react and kick somebody in the ass or smack them in the face or stab them or cut them or whatever. But if you're dealing with logic and reasoning, you're civilized, you approach the situation differently. You sit back and you say, hold on, did I really offend this person? Did I hurt this person's feelings? Did I disrespect this person? Am I treating this person fucked up? Am I being an oppressor to this person? Am I not allowing this person to be the best person that they can be? Because every interaction you have with this person is also part of their socialization. And it's also part of their upbringing. So that means whatever you do to them, they're going to do it to the next person. Like Jenna said in that song one time. Hurt people hurt people. Meaning, a person that's hurt is going to go on to hurt another person. Because they don't know how to not hurt people. They are hurt. They're not fixed. They cannot bring anything but hurt to the next person. That's the reality. How do they get fixed? Knowledge. Know why you hurt. Know how you got hurt. Once you know those things, now you know your problem personally. How do you correct that for yourself? Because I can't correct that for you. Because if I do correct that for you, you never did anything for yourself. You never learned anything for yourself. And you never grow. But what you will be doing is becoming a slave to me. Whatever I say will be law for you. Because I fixed your problem. Instead of you fixing your own. And in this world when people do things like that for you, they feel like you owe them. And sometimes you may feel like you owe them too. And then you get in a relationship with them. And you be with them for 30 or 40 or 50 years. And after 50 years you realize, I done fucked my whole life up for this motherfucker right here. And I don't have shit. I don't have anything close to what I want to have. I'm not happy, I'm not successful, and I haven't did anything that I ever dreamed of doing for myself to create an identity for myself. And the only connections I have in this world is to this person who I fucking hate. That becomes your reality. Like, People don't know because we haven't been trained and we haven't been taught like that. When you get into a relationship with someone, y'all collide. What's supposed to be happening is you guys are supposed to complement each other. You guys are supposed to add on. That's the duality we're dealing with. Yesterday we was dealing with one, that one person, yourself. Now we're dealing with you and some other people. You interacting with other people. 
You gotta know how to first properly know how to talk to people. Once you know how to talk to people properly, then you will know how to connect with people properly. You know what I mean? And the connection should be. Hmm. Hey, what you doing out here in this world? Once that person lets you know what they're doing in the world, you let them know what you're doing in the world. Now, that person has the knowledge about you, you have the knowledge about them. How can you take those two forms of knowledge and put them together to make the situation better for both of you guys? That's what we are expressing to each other. In the dating phase, that's what we're supposed to be talking about. That's what we're supposed to be learning about. That's what we're supposed to be gradually moving towards. But the savage, the person without knowledge, jumps into it with straight sex. Therefore, you never know nothing about this person. And you have never had a connection with this person on any level other than a savage level. So that means when this person get mad at you because they're not dealing with logic and reason, they savage just like you. They're going to fuck you up or you're going to fuck them up. And one of y'all going to be in jail or one of y'all going to be dead. And that's going to be a reality. But the proper relationship, build on proper knowledge, build on proper socialization, will bring forth elevation to the point where I come to you with my limited resources, you come to me with your limited resources, both of us pool our knowledge together to acquire more resources for the union. The union being you and I, because now you and I verse, universe, you and I verse, everyone that is not with you and I. Because once you become connected with me, your friends is not my friends. My friends is not your friends. You and I just connected. So that means the relationship you have with your friends that's the relationship which you have with your friends and the relationship I have with my friends. That's the relationship I have with my friends. I'm not going to force you to be down with none of my friends. And I don't expect you to force me to be down with none of your friends. You know what I mean? If I meet with your friends, I hope it will be in a natural situation. If you meet with my friends, I'm going to make sure it will be a natural situation. Meaning... I'm not going to say, yo, I need you to come over here and meet my homeboy. Never. You will never do that. Only way you would meet him is if we're in the car. We just ride and I just happen to see him. And I just pull up on him like, yo, this is my lady. That's the way you're going to meet him. Like, I don't force anything. Because when you force situations, other situations occur. Turbulence. Just got to let everything fall in its proper order. And the proper order is knowledge, wisdom, understanding. You are not connected. So we need to continue to build our connection to the point where everything is understood. That's love. That's the highest form of understanding.
You know me, I know you. You know what you're willing to do for me, I know what I'm willing to do for you. You see what I'm saying? And the things that I'm willing to do for you don't have to be said. And the things that you're willing to do for me don't have to be said. It's already understood between you and I. When you start talking to other people about what you and your spouse is doing, that's when other people start getting into your relationships and start putting things in your head to the point where now you're thinking about your relationship and how your relationship should be better. When the reality of the situation is if you went to your spouse and expressed to your spouse how you saw things, not how you feel, because if you go to them how you feel, you're dealing with emotions. And emotionally, things are not going to come out properly. If you go to them with logic and reason and explain to them the situation through facts and reason to their intelligence that this is the reality of our situation and this is how our reality is going to change if this is not corrected then things should proceed properly. And you and this gentleman should continue to escalate or you and this woman should continue to elevate. You know what I mean? But if you approach with feelings, emotions, amygdala, because that's what we're going to say, you have the amygdala attack, things not going to go away. Y'all going to get in a fight. And y'all get in a fight, Y'all never going to properly address what y'all was dealing with at first to even make y'all have to fight in the first place. And um, I'm telling you, once you have proper understanding, proper knowledge, proper, pardon me, proper knowledge, proper wisdom, proper understanding, then your direction should, will always be forward. And who you pair up with, their direction is going to be the same way. Because like at the end of the day, if you're not into something that I'm into, and I hook up with you and allow you to be, still do that, then it's pretty much saying that I'm down with that shit. Because I enable you. I continue to let you do that shit. That's not elevation. That's slow death. And you watching. Build is build and destroy is take away. Which one are you? Let me know. Precise Allah. Dope Incorporated Radio. Early morning vibe. I, I, I didn't play an instrumental this morning because I just wanted people to hear me properly. I didn't want y'all to, to get thrown off by the, the beat. You know what I mean? But the beat comes from lyrics. Because I'm a lyricist. I make anthems all day long. I'm talking about freestyle. I write them. I tell you. I don't need a pen and a pad. 
I write rhymes just telling you, just telling you about stories, about reality, about everything that's real. I'm talking about from the streets of New York, from Nassau Road, from Babylon Turnpike, from Seaman Avenue. I'm talking about from seeing um, my first friend Danny Head get ran over by a bus on double boards, um, to my cousin Will getting murdered on a motorcycle, um, to to fucking seeing the man in Freeport get stabbed up over some wine, you know what I mean? To the man in the, in the Centennial Park getting fucking stomped out. And I'm talking about all types of shit. Moved to Virginia, Park Place, 26th Street, Omahandra. I see nigga, I'm on one time, I see nigga get hit with a gauge. Bang. Blew that nigga whole fucking ankle off. This nigga was fucked up out there in the world. You know what I mean? Me and fucking, like, uncivilized savage. People had no knowledge. I used to hang with a whole lot of them. And a whole lot of them, you said, yeah, we can go, we can go in 7-Eleven and run out of 7-Eleven with their beer. The fuck you mean we can go run out of 7-Eleven with them? People pay for that shit. They put that shit out there so they can make money, so they can be successful, so they can pay for their bills and take care of their children, take care of their family, and we just going to go run out with their shit? Fuck them. Yeah, we can do it. And I did it. And the reason I did it, because I didn't have anyone in my life as far as an adult or a role model or a guide to say, nah, that shit ain't right. Don't do that shit. All I had was a whole bunch of motherfuckers saying, yeah, we can do that shit. Hey, look, and while you getting that beer, get us some fucking cigarettes, too. Yeah, now I got beer and cigarettes. I'm out here with beer and cigarettes. I don't even want to drink or I don't want to smoke. But I'm drinking beer. And I'm smoking cigarettes because I stole them motherfuckers. Why the fuck not? Walking down the street, it's like seven or eight of us. We see two niggas we don't like. Oh, I don't like them niggas, man. What you don't like about them? I don't like the way that nigga haircut look. Let's go fuck them niggas up. What? People did nothing to us. They don't even know we exist. They walking about their business. Mind their business. And we done jumped on them people and beat them people up. Fucked them up. You know? But the duality of that situation is that same energy that you put out there or you put into situations will come back to you because now, boom, now, I'm out there by myself with my homeboy, and we walking with our starter coats on, and a nigga done roll up on us with they gun, and we ain't got no gun, and this nigga done put his gun in my motherfucking face, and said, nigga, I'm going to shoot you in your motherfucking head if you don't give me that fucking coat, bitch. Now, I'm saying to myself, in my 12-year-old head, I'm not a bitch. But I know this nigga will put that bullet right through my fucking forehead if I don't give him this fucking coat. Now, it don't take a fucking scientist to think that I can't stop this bullet from going through my fucking head. So here you go, buddy. You can have this fucking coat. You know? But what that does to me, because I don't have nobody in the world that protects me or fend for me, Cause I'm not no police calling ass nigga. Never call the fucking matter of fact. I'm lying. I got one situation where I call the police, but that that's another story. I ain't gonna tell you about that. 
But I did call the police one time in life. I lied to y'all not. One time. Um. So now, I get this man my motherfucking coat because I don't want to get shot in the head. You know? But that's the karma of it. That's the duality of the shit. You put negative energy out there, negative energy come back. You put positive energy out there, positive energy come back. So that means if you put positive words about yourself out there, positive words about yourself is going to come back. If you put negative words about yourself out there, negative words about yourself is going to come back. Why the fuck would I say anything positive about you if you saying negative shit about you? Huh? Makes no sense. Shit's stupid. Okay, now look. I'm about to end this podcast, right? But look, before I end it, I gotta let y'all know about this police situation. One time I ever called police in life. Um, I'm out in Ocean Air Apartments one day. My homeboy named Addison. He 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 came up. He created some fake crack. We used to call that shit blaps. You know, and um, we was out there selling blaps, tricking niggas for money. So this nigga pulled up on us one day. I had just got this gun. I had took this gun from this nigga. Um, nigga tried to sell me the gun for $40. I gave the nigga like 20 and I gave the nigga like $15 I gave him. Owed him $25, but by the time he wanted the $25, I got some bullets, so he ain't want no more. He ain't want the gun because he thought I was going to shoot him, and I was going to shoot him. And fuck him. Um, so, we out on the block. Nigga pull up on us. He got $100. He won a 50 block which is a gram of crack. And he got $100, like I said. Boom. I had like 350 blocks in my hand, but all of them was fake. So I give them to this white dude that was with us named Will. I tell the white boy, Will, yo, go serve that nigga right there. He say, what you want to do? I said, tell that nigga to choose between one of the blocks and bring me the other two back and bring me the nigga money. So boom. He went over there, he gave the nigga all the blocks and bought me the $100 back. So he said, yo, the dude said, oh, he got his 100 he needs change. So I said, yo, all right, where my two blocks at? He said, oh, I was supposed to bring you something back? I said, nigga, I told you, give him one and bring me the other two back. He said, oh, man, I gave him all of them. I said, all right, fuck it, let's go. So we walk away, kept the nigga $100. The nigga was like, yo, what's up, man? I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, yo, man, you can get my change. I was like, the nigga gave you all the fucking dope. He said, he said, the dude gave me all of this for the $50. I said, nah, that's that's fucking $150 worth of shit, yo. Go ahead, man. Fuck out of here. He's like, nah, man, I need my $50 back. I was like, look, pull the gun out. I was like, nigga, you can even get these bullets in your face or you can keep them three blocks and go about your fucking business. He took the three blocks. He went about his business. So I got the $100. I tell my niggas with me, it's like five of us. It's me, Will, it's Boons, it's fucking Verb, and I want to say it's Los. I tell them niggas, yo, we're going to go to Cal's Pizza, man. I'm going to treat y'all niggas. We're going to get some pizza, man. Fuck it, we're going to eat. So we see some bikes in the hood. 
We just pick the fucking bikes up and ride them shits to the fucking pizza spot, which is maybe four blocks. Four blocks from where we live at. In the process of us riding down the straight street, we rode past this house that is known in the neighborhood for skinheads. If you don't know what skinheads are, skinheads are some people that are Caucasian that don't like black people. And this is in North Virginia on Chesapeake Boulevard. This is in the early 90s. So, boom. On our way to the store, we ride the bikes. One of the bikes we got, we don't know, is stolen from one of these skinhead guys' son. One of our dudes from out of the hood then beat the dude's son up and took his bike. We just seen the bike, and we took the bike from him and rode that shit to the store. Like, yo, we're going to bring the shit right back and just drop that shit because it's in the fucking hood. Like, fuck it. No. Not thinking that it's somebody else's shit and he done stole their shit and fucked them up. So... We sitting there, we eating a pizza. Before you know it, it's a whole bunch of fucking, we just hear a whole bunch of rock music. Just, I'm talking about loud ass music, just playing, playing, playing. So, guy come in, say, look, you fucking niggas come outside, we, we need to talk to you. And we look around like, we're the only black people in there, so fucking niggas, he had to be talking about us. The fuck you need to talk to us about? Yo, you got our fucking... You fucked our son up. You did this. this what? Who the fuck you said? Yo, come out here now. We're going to fucking burn this whole store down. So I'm like, yo, they going to fucking really kill us. We look out the door. It's like at least 30 to 50 white adults out there. And they got bats and they got chains and they got all kinds of shit out there. And they like, they going to fuck us up. So I asked the lady, yo, you, you going to call somebody? She's like, call who? To call the fucking police. She was like, no, I, I can't do that. I said, this man just told you he's going to burn the store down with us in it and you're not going to call the police? She was like, no. So I called the police from their phone right there behind that fucking register. Jumped behind that shit. Called the police like, look, we in Cal's Pizza and we got some white people up here saying they're going to kill us. And they came up there and they gave the police. I mean, the police gave the man his son bike back. And they gave all of us around. And like I said, that's the one time in life I ever called police. And like I said, it wasn't on no crazy shit. It was some survival. White people were going to kill me. I was like 13 years old. I don't know what the fuck. I ain't had no gun. Well, I did have a gun. But I couldn't shoot them then. You know what I mean? It was too many of them motherfuckers. We'd have been fucked. Real dead. But like I said, wisdom, utilize proper intelligence, proper judgment, proper practices. And with that, I'm going to say peace. Stay sucker free. And we're going to build again. Episode 3 coming soon. Wise don't. Open your third eye. Peace.